Episode 10. When I think back about the moments that have changed my life, and those moments are what have shaped and changed my life. We all have them. They're just moments, seconds in time. But they impact us. And sometimes they change who we are. This is a story about a moment that changed my life more than any. It set the bar for what I consider hard is. And everything else so far is paled in comparison. Sometimes more than often, it's the big things that change our life. But then again, sometimes small things can and will make a difference. Of course, not all things that change our life are pleasant. In fact... Most of them aren't at all. They are profound moments that impact us to the core. They touch us so deeply. It can change the course of your life, the way we think, and sometimes leave a scar on your heart. My dad was a child prodigy, and he attended a music conservatory at the age of six. He could read music before English. He played with some of the jazz greats, Wes Montgomery, Gary Burton, and many other people. In fact, he taught Wes Montgomery's brother, Monk, how to play bass. He started touring Europe at the age of 16, playing in jazz clubs, and he also played in bands that were there for fashion runways, which I thought... That's pretty cool. He told me that for him being 16 and 17, traveling around Europe on a bus with a bunch of models was uh, a really good experience. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it was a good experience. (laughs) I thought, damn. He lived in New York for many years afterwards and played in jazz clubs there until his late 30s. Then he moved back to Michigan and decided it was time to get a straight job. My grandparents raised me, and my grandfather was an amazing guitar player. He had friends over all the time to play music, people like Les Paul, Martin Taylor. When I was in my early 30s, I got a phone call from my stepsister, Lynette. She was my dad's second wife's daughter. It was Saturday afternoon, West Coast time, and My dad lived in Pinehurst, North Carolina at the time. I asked her how things were, and I told her I was surprised to hear from her. And She told me my dad was in the hospital and not doing so good. I asked, what do you mean? When did he go to the hospital? What's wrong with him? She said he was in a coma, and... He went to the hospital four days ago, and I said, uh, well, why didn't you call me? She told me my dad asked them not to call because he didn't want to worry me. He was 53 at that point. We talked for a few more minutes, and after I hung up the phone, I decided immediately I needed to fly back and see him. So I called and booked a flight first thing Monday morning, and... Monday morning came, and I was at the airport at 6. I didn't sleep good, of course, all Saturday night. Sunday, I was 
turning into a nervous wreck. And I just couldn't focus. Couldn't get my head wrapped around it. And then it dawned on me. I could tell that this might be the last time I see my dad. I spent a large portion of the flight in the bathroom being upset. I was just overwhelmed with fear and sadness. It was a few hours on the flight. When I got to the airport, I rented a car. and It was about a two-hour drive from the airport to the hospital. When I got there, I went to the counter, the desk, and said, I need to check on my dad, and I informed him who he was and that I was his son. And I remember somebody came out, and they walked me down to his room. And there he was. Tubes, wires, monitors. I remember there was a dark green chair next to him. I sat down, and he was unresponsive. I held his hand and I started to talk to him. I told him I loved him and that I was here, that I was proud to be his son. He just laid there. After a little while, I remember something just came over me and I can't explain it. It was this calm from just being next to him, just being in the room with him. He was my dad after all. I remember I stood up and leaned over him and said if he needed to go, it was okay. And that he was an amazing dad. And I was so proud of him and that I loved him. And I must have told him I loved him at least a dozen times while I was there. I stayed for about two hours and then I decided I, I should go check in with Faith. And that was my stepmom. It was about a 30-minute drive to her house from the hospital, and once I got there, she was so worried and sad. And she told me she was sorry, and I couldn't figure out for what. And then she said just having me there helped a lot. We hugged, and see, I looked just like my dad, and I never thought about it, but it must have seemed like he was there because of that. She asked if I had eaten anything, and I said, I really haven't eaten since I talked to Lynette on the phone. I didn't eat all day Sunday, and I didn't eat anything on Monday. And she fixed me some dinner, really lunch, I guess. We sat there and talked about my dad, and I asked some questions. and She said his liver and kidney had failed. That was from being an alcoholic, I knew that. He was diabetic, and I guess that's what put him in the coma. She said when the ambulance came, he told them not to call me and not worry me, and I just didn't understand why he would do that. Soon afterwards, my grandfather called the house and wanted to talk to me. My grandfather lived in St. Louis and asked how he was doing, and I lied. I told him I thought he would be okay, and I just got back from the hospital, and I was headed back up. He told me he was driving down to see him uh, Tuesday morning, 
And I said, well, why don't you just wait till Wednesday? There's nothing you can really do. And you just fly down and I'll pick you up at the airport. He wasn't having that. He disagreed. And I wasn't going to argue with him. He was my grandfather. He said he was leaving first thing Tuesday morning. And it was about an eight-hour drive. And I told him I loved him and I'd meet him at the hospital. I went back to the hospital after the phone conversation to stay with my dad for a few more hours until visiting hours were over. After that, I drove back to my stepmom's. About five minutes after getting there, the hospital called me and told me that my dad had passed away right after I left. I told them that my grandfather was due to arrive tomorrow and that I didn't want anyone to tell him that my dad had passed away. Tell him he was, I don't know, getting tests or something, and to call me immediately when he got there. The next day, the hospital called and said my grandfather had arrived. I said, I'll be right up there. I remember driving that rent-a-car and thinking, I'm going to blow this fucker up. It was like I just was unaware of everything. Tunnel vision. I parked, walked into the hospital. I saw my grandfather sitting at the very end of the hallway on the left-hand side. The further I moved down the hallway, the longer it seemed to get. About halfway down, he looked up and saw me. And When I got there by him, he stood up. We hugged, and I said, let's sit down. I held his hand and said, I'm sorry, but he didn't make it. He passed away. It was just a moment, a second. It broke my heart. In fact, I don't think I've really ever healed from that moment. It was the first time I saw my grandfather cry. To tell my grandfather his son died was the hardest thing to do in my life. And the day before to find out my father died, it was almost too much for me. In fact, it has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. My heart was broken. The years that followed, I would have moments where I would become so overwhelmed with grief, I just had to surrender to it, give in to it. I was 26 at the time. It's been about 40 years since then. My grandfather passed away some years later. My grandmother passed away when I was 16. She had been ill for many years. and It was a blessing that she wasn't in pain anymore. After my father passed, I, I stayed and helped my stepmom with all the paperwork and funeral arrangements to get everything sorted out. During the funeral, I sat up front. I never looked at my dad in the casket. After the funeral, I couldn't even go to the cemetery. I was just too heartbroken. I kept it together mostly for my mom. But inside, I just needed to be alone. I remember I stopped at a small park on the way back to her house. I sat on a bench for a while. I just sat there. I remember talking to my dad, letting him know I would miss him forever. 
It has been the hardest thing that I've ever had to do until my grandfather's son died and had my dad pass away. And nothing since then has been that hard. And it's how I judge what is difficult and what isn't. To this day, I still haven't been to his grave. And I'm thinking, maybe, maybe it's time to do that. Remember, be a good human. Do the best you can. Thank you.